Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Warning, this podcast may contain strong language, spoilers for the Channel 4 shows Hunted and Celebrity Hunted, and at some point, a dog. As a child, we all played hide and seek. But could you hold your nerve as an adult in the big wide world? Could you stay silent, go underground and sleep rough, all whilst a team of experts hunt you down? Hello, Chief, how are you doing? All right, thank you. More importantly, how are you doing? Uh, we're all right. We like a challenge. Stand by, stand by, stand by. Out, out, out. Up to seven persons. Seven persons, one, eight. Short of jumping into the canal, their options are reasonably limited, and we also think they may have had a bit too much to drink last night. It's a BMW, Ben. We have got live telematics on the vehicle. You fucking beauty. Curtains drawn. Why are they drawn at this there's movement, yeah, confirmed movement. There is, there is movement in the property. Hunter team, open the door, please. Massive surrounded. My name's Craig. And I'm Nat. A few weeks ago, we discovered Hunted and are now obsessed. But like with every obsessive TV show we watch, we're left with unanswered questions. Like, how many games of hide-and-seek did Steve Cotton win as a child by hiding in a bush? Come out, come out, wherever you are. After a single-handed double capture, did Steve, Lydia and Lucy share a pamper day at the spa? And has Steve tried to crash every gig Brothers of Swing have done since Hunted? Dipshits. It's time to find out as we welcome Steve Cotton to the Hunted podcast. Roger that, we'll make headway now. Woo! Let's fucking do it! <laughs> now to let you listeners in behind the scenes a little bit we obviously on a video call with steve at the moment i was watching steve's face as we were playing some of the clips there straight away and Already, I think, Steve, quite a few uh, memories springing back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a blast from the past. It's, you know, it's, there, was a, there was a break with Hunted uh, for a couple of years because of obviously the pandemic. Um, and I haven't really, I've really heard much of it or watched much of it since. So it's, it's quite nice to hear, you know, even just, even just some of the, um, the audio from it. Yeah, it makes you laugh. Now, both of us this morning, we're trying to rack our brains because there's a certain <laughs> moment which we we sort of mentioned in there, which we couldn't for the life of us, could we figure out who, which pair no. it was from, could we? No, we'd figured, well, we, I had All figured right. out that it was um, a male pair of fugitives, but we couldn't figure out which male pair and whether it was celebrities or not celebrities. Yeah, we were scratching our heads for ages. It's the bit where you're in the car 
and you get the news through that they've done something stupid and you just go out of nowhere, just go, dipshits. And we couldn't for the life of us figure <laughs> out who it was. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, some of it's racking the brains. I think that I think that were Jamie and Spencer. Ah, you uh, see. Yeah, maybe. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't. it could have been Jamie Lang and Spencer Matthews. Um, see, we, I thought that I either thought it'd be them or Chris and Cam when they did the worm. Nope. But we looked at the clips this morning and it wasn't them. Nope. It was Brothers of Swing when they did the live Insta, live Facebook oh, gig where they were God. singing to Blex. They serenaded him. Yeah. God, they was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember them. I think, um, I think following that, I went to that pub and stood on the chair and offered people £500 for any information. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were they were extremely annoying. Did they, I can't remember if they won it, you know. Yeah, they, they did. did. Oh, good Lord. That's and it's quite interesting because we did some digging, obviously, when we started this. One of the first things we put in the first podcast was the clip where they were singing to Blacks for the end. So we found it on YouTube and we actually found the stream which they did themselves which so the raw footage so both songs in full and you yeah. can actually see and i don't know if this might annoy you a little bit or not but maybe they got away because of the camera team yeah i could imagine that i can imagine that you know if you know you know you hear a lot of people saying well it's obvious because they've got camera crews following them you know it's easy to catch a fugitive because they've got camera crews following them but you still have to be within a couple, you know, twenty meters or whatever to be able to spot that camera, camera crew, you know, which yeah. is a, a big ask in the whole of the United Kingdom, really. So, uh, but but yeah, I can imagine if they spotted the camera crew first and not us, that it it would have assisted their getaway, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, and it, it was it was their camera team as well which alerted them yeah. to it, wasn't it? One of their one of their camera team, I think they went to go out one door, and she probably spotted your car or something and she points to the door as if to really? say you've got yeah. to go now That's and then they start they're running not do that. they're not supposed really? to do yeah they're not, they're not no they're not no so if if <laughs> let's say my camera crew um you know and if they're being sort of consummate professionals even if they see a fugitive and i don't they're not allowed to tell me. They just won't tell me, you know. So she, yeah, she's been a bit naughty there, which has allowed them to escape, which is, which is even. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sit on the fence just in case they come back at us, and I will send you the footage, and you can make up your own mind. Yeah, we'll post yeah. on our socials as well, so you can uh, have a look at that. Shall we get into the, uh, the the proper questions? Then I feel we've we do this a lot. We go off on our tangents. So, uh, yeah. 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 Um, let's start with the most important one of it all. Obviously, you know, you mentioned at the top there that it's been a couple of years for you um, since you've been on screen and since you've been involved with the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm. I'm really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. I've, you know, um, this the show was a good sort of five years really of of my life. You know, albeit it's a small chunk of time throughout that year, you know, seven seven weeks or whatever you as, as you're away filming. Um but yeah, I've been really, really good, really, really busy uh, with with real with real real work and uh, and and that's you know with, with security and investigations and things like that. So yeah, keeping well, keeping busy. 
No, it's, it's good. I mean, a lot of people, when we've sort of put things out there, haven't they, have sort of dropped Steve's name in there. Yeah, they have. It's, yeah. I think we'll get a, a good reception this year. But we were quite curious, weren't we, as to, you know, we chase a lot of people when it comes to doing this podcast. We do, yeah. We've sent a lot of messages out there. Yeah. Because when we first started it, we had so many unanswered questions, like we say in the intro. Mm-hmm. And we really wanted to push and get people on, didn't we? Yes. And, and, but we were quite surprised, weren't we, when we one night we were probably in a Nando's or something and we had a little message on Instagram, didn't we? We did. I think I think you show you disappeared and left me with your phone and I there was a little Oh you need to come back here. That, <laughs> I I, somebody had sent me the link to the and I, and I know it's in, I know it's a new podcast, you know, which which is great. But somebody sent me the link and I was just I was, I think I was driving south and I was listening to it in the car as I was driving. Um, and I was like, oh, I've just heard my name here. What's, what's going on? What's, what's going on? Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought, you know, and it, it's nice. I hate it when people send a message and, you know, for like yourselves, if you're sending messages and out and, and, and nobody's replying because it's just plain rude. And, you know, and if I'm being honest, the hunters aren't world famous where they don't have time to respond to an instagram message um and, it, and if it helps if it helps the podcast then then absolutely it's definitely worth it now we really really appreciate it and hopefully you know it'll be the spur for, for for quite a few more as well we've spoken to a lot of ex-hunters and people like that that are keen to get involved so hopefully by you doing it it might sort of prompt a few more people and we might start uh, getting some more shows yeah, out there and finally nice. getting some questions and answers. some answers to yeah. some of the questions we've got do you want to delve into uh, okay. into a few then um so what led to you taking part in hunted um i had a linkedin message off a random woman and um to the, to the when the first ever series was when when they were looking at sort mm. of making the first ever series, um, a woman called Lucy Curtis, and it was would you be interested in, you know, doing this this and this for a TV show, and I and I'm, to be honest, I thought it was bullshit. I thought it was just one of those ridiculous <laughs> messages, where, you know, complete random lunatic that's just going to message you and just and wind you up. But I, I replied anyway. I was oh, sounds interesting. And then she followed on with like, would you like a Zoom call? So I was like, okay. I had a Zoom call, so I put a sort of face to a name. She goes, oh, could you come down to London for a for a chat um, and to, to discuss how what you what you could do if you were going to be on the show? So um, I'd researched her. I, I, I jumped on the train from Lincoln to go down to London, and I spent I think it's about an hour and a half train. I spent an hour and a half researching this Lucy Curtis. Everything about I was trying to find all anything, any information online that I could get for Lucy. Um, and then when we had the meeting, it was, it was Lucy and another female, and she was so talk me through how you would go around capturing somebody. So I went, all right. I goes, let's look at you, Lucy. I goes, I've just spent an hour and a half on the train. I goes, your mum lives at this address. Your mum name, your mother's name is this. <laughs> no. I said, you once did a marathon with a bad hip. And, uh, and I gave her so much personal information that it was just just from research, really, on her social media, um, on her friend's social media. And, and by the end of the, by the time I'd finished, she was completely freaked out about it all. She was like, what the fuck? Is, who is this stalking lunatic that we've just been <laughs> Um, and then it was kind of, you know, 
meeting ended, I disappeared. And I actually emailed her, there's a lot, I'm really sorry if I freaked you out, but just, and it was almost a bit of a open your eyes as to what's on, what, you know, yeah. what you mm. on social media. Because I knew it, I, I knew everything. I knew where her brother lived, I knew where her mother lived, I knew the mother's name, and her mother's name is completely different to her name is in the surname. Um, and really, really little personal comments that she'd made about certain things on social media, um, and it freaked her out. And on the back of that, they, they went like, well, let's do it, yeah. And, and I think initially they said, would you like to go into HQ? And I was like, no. <laughs> um, in hindsight, if I think if you, if you want to be part, you know, I suppose a bigger seed on TV, HQ is the way forward, but I, I would, I'd hate it in there. I'd rather be out on the ground. Wow. That's that's really really free to think about because, you know, so many people do put so much stuff out on social yeah. media, and I'm conscious that my my life like around the local area is quite out there on social media. Like people will spot me in the street yeah, because of the jobs that I've done before and speak to us in Asda, and that freaks me out a little bit as to how they know that information because I walk past them and go like, like I'll, I'll say hello to them and, and sort of have a general chat, but then I'll turn to to Nat and go. I've got no idea who on earth that was. And that happens quite so much. So we were much. on holiday and it happened. Oh, that was the worst one. Yeah, we were sat outside a swimming pool waiting to go in and some somebody came across me and went, all right, Craig, and we're like, other end of the country. I'm like, what on earth is going off? So that is quite mad. But when you were saying that, I don't know about you, there was a little thought which went into my head of, right, he did that for an interview. <laughs> what the fuck's he got on us? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I haven't had time to research you two, to be honest. I haven't had time, so don't worry. Um, I haven't found any dodgy websites or your OnlyFans page yet. Um, yeah, we'll get that set up. <laughs> Definitely not. No. <laughs> oh, that's madness, though, isn't that's crazy. it? Crazy. It does. That's popped an idea for a podcast in my head, though. Not another one. Yeah. We should, we should, no, not another spin-off podcast. Oh, another, another episode. Sorry. Where we, we actually see how far the hunters... Or X hunters could go in finding us out. Yeah. So maybe we'll yeah, set some homework. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take long. It really I'm sure. Doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. Well, it's got me curious to obviously know a little bit more about before we delve into the crux of the show. What your actual background is then? So why was it that the producers and Lucy decided to almost hunt you down and seek you out for part of the show? So tell us a little bit more about your your background or what you can tell us anyway. Yeah, so I, I come from a military background, um, which is quite rare on hunting. The majority of people are ex-police. Um, um, so I did, I did 16 years in the military. Part of that was um, with special intelligence operations where I do sort of uh, undercover work in, in Afghanistan. So, um, and then obviously when I left, I, you know, I did private private work surveillance close protection and things like that so i think the the, the job itself my, my you know the history and what i used to do and the fact that i'd worked undercover in afghanistan kind of lent it quite nicely to although you can't be undercover on hunting because you've got a camera crew sat behind you it's quite <laughs> difficult uh, but it lends itself nicely to what what they wanted really. i don't know you've tried a few times i think you're the most the person that i've seen most in camouflage <laughs> Yeah, because nobody else will do it. Um, <laughs> um, 
Um, so if, if there's any bushes to climb in or crawl through or or have, what have you, then it, they'll, they'll they'll ask me to do it because literally the police aren't going to do that. They don't want to sit in a bush or crawl through <laughs> a field. You know, they want a nice, easy knock on a door and an arrest that or a capture like that. But it tends to be I'm the one sprinting through woods and bushes and swamps and all sorts. <laughs> what's what's the worst place that you've you've gone? You've had to sort of get down and dirty, go through a through a bush when it and stuff when it comes to the show, and you've sort of at the end of the day thought, "Fucking hell, why can't I be the one sat in the car drinking a Costa? Why, you know, why am I out here?" I can't remember what series it was, but I was sat in a bush at a service station all for, for about eight hours, red hot. It was roasting hot. The cameraman was just melting, poor lad. Um, and it was a complete ruse as well. It was a complete come on by the fugitive. Um, and we, we had other teams, but but they were sat in air conditioned cars, and I was I was the one that got shafted to go and sit in this bush, just sweating my ass off, uncomfortable, sort of stinging nettles everywhere. Um, I don't usually mind if it leads to summit, if it leads to a chase. I think I did it on series three where the two guys were in the house and I crawled through a field to get to the back of their property um but that but and that ended up in a double capture which was which was nice you know so I don't mind it if it leads to summit but if it doesn't lead to summit it's infuriating yeah can you remember who the two were that uh through the ruse it, I think no I think it was an individual I think it was a female individual she completely sent us to the wrong uh, wrong service station. Get your notebook out. Start doing some digging. <laughs> so uh, the the thing about us, what we've done, with it, we've we to give you some context, we've absolutely binge watched this in about three four weeks flat. So That's we found it, com- yeah, completely by accident. We do that a lot with TV shows. When it first came out, I don't think it was something where we thought it was quite for us. I thought we because we tend to sort of go for like crime dramas and stuff like that. We don't really go for reality. So we sort of were put off a little bit by it and then saw it on Gogglebox and we actually saw the two lads from the most recent series where they went to the Carlisle game and that obviously piqued my interest being a football fan because who the yeah. fuck wants to go and watch Carlisle United? Um, so it was like, that sort of piqued our interest. We smashed through it in like four weeks and got obsessed and yeah. then somebody one night, probably when I was at a long, really long away game on a Saturday, sat through and made all the lists of the names and stuff for the series so i think it was a tuesday night okay yeah yeah when i was <laughs> so we've got all the names of the people that have been on so far and hunting them down and, and things like that so we might be, be able to figure the name out and it might sort of yeah uh, well you, you, you probably see you know you probably saw it as you started watching it you probably see you know you've seen how it it's evolved from series one series one was a completely different concept really mm. And there was no prize money because it was kind of a pilot. And is this going to is this concept going to work on TV? Because it's a big, it's a logistical nightmare, you know, to be able to run that show. Um, but then you know you're chasing somebody, and they're missing their family, and they're tired and hungry. And if there's no prize money, you go, well, why am I continuing? Um, so obviously they changed the concept of this show. Um, and added that hundred grand incentive to keep going, even when you don't want to. Do you know what I mean? So the, the show has evolved and it has changed mm. for the you know for the better for most parts. Um, obviously, as the series go on, they there's more ground hunter teams added to the series. But to start off with, 
um, once you were involved, did you have any say in sort of who else was involved? Did you know any any other hunters before you started filming? Did you have any say on who you were paired with whilst filming? No, not really. Like the first one, they did. They, they, t- they tried to do this, um, like hunter and a deputy hunter, and he was in two different cars, um, which didn't really work for, for TV. Do you know what I mean? There was a lot. There was a lot missed mm-hmm. out. And then they kind of, and I, I think what they tried to do was pair similarities, as in skill set similarities. Um, there's no point putting me with. Probably some of the coppers when they don't want to, you know, run through woods and bushes and go over the hills and things like that because they just wouldn't, they just wouldn't want it. You know, their their skill set is completely different to 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 what mine is. So I've always, well, majority of the time, they've put me with ex-military um, because we can offer a different spin to it. You know, there was one of the episodes we were gonna me and. Um, yeah, I think we only did one series, ex-military guy, who was in a helicopter, and we were going to abseil from the helicopter um, <laughs> onto, 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 hopefully, if we found out the extraction point. Um, but the weather was horrendous. It was horrendous. It was in this little, tiny, little green uh, helicopter getting thrown around all over the place. And we're like, this, this, is, this is even risky for us to abseil out of this in this weather. Um, and then we were going to do a skid landing, so we were going to be stood on the skids as the helicopter come in as we're chasing the fugitives down. But the, the weather was just shocking, it really was. So they 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 look at the parents and go, what would work? You know, um, would these two work together? Are they going to kill each other if they're with each other for 30 days? Because, you know, we're not, we don't all get on. Uh, like any, like in real life, we don't all love each other and we don't high five each other every single day. Um, so that, that's how they'd look at it. And we, we didn't, you know, we, we, I didn't really ask to be with anybody, as in put me with anybody really, and we'll, we'll, we'll try and give it a best shot. Yeah, I'd say there was certainly, it certainly gets mixed around over the series as well, which is, which is quite interesting. But obviously you do form friendships from it and things like that. And one sort of person in particular that you seem to have formed a, a really good friendship well, with, who's also not on the show at, at the minute anymore, is, is Nick. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, she's yeah. I love her, bless her. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, I haven't seen her for a while. Obviously, again, life takes over. Uh, and in fact, Nick is one person, but for both of us, that we we asked if we could be put together, and they were like, no, um, <laughs> that's not happening. But yeah, again, it's unfortunate that she's not part of it because she 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 was really really good. Again, again, you probably saw at the beginning. Her and Danny were together for a long period of time. For, you know, a couple, a two or three series, I think. Uh, and then, and then things change. And but she, yeah, she's she's. Uh, I love her, bless you. She's brilliant. Yeah. Then Danny got lumbered with Jordan, who's about four weeks behind. But I'm not even going to go there. It's just <laughs> our little running joke. Sorry, Jordan. I've heard it. I've heard it. Ben, 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 ben Owen messaged me today because um, I actually bumped into Ben in london um only in fact friday friday uh near king's cross he was having a pint in Riverspoons at king's cross station and, and i'd walked in for a pint and i literally bumped into him uh, and he messaged me today because oh mate i've just seen you on this podcast have a good one. um and i goes yeah i goes uh, i goes 
I just they came in Jordan, I was which is quite hilarious to be perfectly honest. He was like, he just sent me a laughing emoji. He's like, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I don't know what it is. It's just obviously whether it's editing or whatever, but he just always seems to be about four hours behind everyone else. So we just it's someone it's forget... taking pictures of himself to put on Instagram rather than well, that's it. That's, it. That's, it. That's, that's probably what it is. So it's you know, yeah. it's... he couldn't he couldn't catch a cold that lad. I mean, in, in, I mean, he nearly. Who was it that he caught? Because oh, it was. It was it. Cam and Chris, wasn't it? That Cam and Chris. That yeah. The, the house. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they, they, yeah, Danny. Because they, they were literally in the house, weren't they? they, yeah. they yeah. They, they, they literally had nowhere to go. Yeah. In the back of my mind, I was thinking, they could. If anyone else would probably get away from him, yes. But <laughs> those, those two were to coin your phrase, absolute dipshit. So. <laughs> yeah. Doing the web. Never been so infuriated by a team by a pair of fugitives in my entire <laughs> life. And do you know what? If there's any like whatever reality TV shit that they're on, and the fans want to come at me, fucking do it, cause I'll ruin them every <laughs> single time. Um, shall we move back to uh, series one before I go off in full on ramp mode? Obviously, you mentioned before that it transitioned into something different. Obviously, the prize money element came into it and things like that. Just how different was it from that first initial concept? To what we actually saw on screen, it was massive. It was it was almost like another show. It 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 really was. You know, there's a lot. I think once you know, they don't want to pump all money into one thing as a pilot and it fails. It doesn't achieve its aim. You know, they they put some money into it and gone. Actually, this kind of works as a concept, but we want to put we want to change this, this, and this, and then. And then they they started pumping more and more money into the show, and then and you know equipment changed, vehicles changed, um, the assets changed. I don't I don't even think we had drones for the first series, um, to, to be perfectly honest. Where we, and we you know we, we they were there they were there you know drones were around then, but they just did that wasn't part of it. So the, I think the show did in a free a three sixty as, as to where it was going to go. Um, into into series two and for the better to be perfectly honest for the better how much consultation did the execs have with you during that first series and then in the sort of gap between one and two to make it those changes or was it was the little there yeah none none not none whatsoever they don't the you know they're not the way it's you know when when it's running it's two it's two separate productions Really, so you have like a production for the fugitives and a production for the yeah. hunters, you know, and 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 that they shall never meet during during that filming, and they don't, you know, it's it's in theory it's against the law because there's prize money, so they can't they can't give us information, um, and they and they just can't do it, and they can't then, you know, prefer or help another fugitive or whatever to win the money because again that's that there is a legal i think ofcom i think or something like that would get involved uh because there's prize money at stake but they, they know they don't they don't really production companies especially shine tv they're going to do what they want to do and they won't be they don't give two shits what we say yeah i i feel a little bit disappointed for those who you know it's the hunters and and the fugitives that essentially make the show so it's a little yeah. bit disappointing is it to hear that that they won't consult with them on little things because they'll have ideas about yeah. how to make it stronger, how to make it better, and things like that. Where won't they? they should go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit... you know, if you come up with an idea, um, 
I think I think it, Paul Cashmore. I think he mentioned before the. I think we did about maybe three or two or three main series before a celeb series came out. And I think Paul Cashmore mentioned at one stage before a celeb series came out, well, we should do a celeb series of this. And then all of, <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, we're, we're going to look at a celebrity series. So he's like, so that's my idea. And they're like, that. no, we've been thinking about that for months. <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not having a portion of the takings, yeah. Um, so, but, you know, they are production companies. The, what they say is what, what, what happens, what goes. It's, I don't know. I, I just feel I feel they've properly missed a trick there in sort of speaking to to, to those guys, haven't they? Because imagine like what it'd be like for a viewer have, knowing that impact was there from the top, rather than it just being a oh we'll we'll steal ideas and, and it'll dream. just all be yours. Yeah, yeah. The authenticity goes a little bit, a little bit, yeah. But it's business, yeah. isn't it? It's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a business. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you can you you. All of us would come up with something and go, "This would be better if we did this or this," you know. Like, you know, as again, as you've seen, the the story is not about the hunters. It's not about them. It's not about. It, it's about the fugitive. It always has been. So the fugitive is the one that 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 is the focus. You know, even if even if you capture a shitload of fugitives, and I think even now. I'm I've still caught the most fugitives out of everybody on the show, or me, and my who I've been partnered with. Um, but there's still, if you watch, if you watch it, there's still the airtime or anything like that. It's all about it's all about the fugitive. It's not about the hunter story. Yeah, I, I see that sort of frustrates me a little bit. I, I get obviously because I have a little bit of a production background. I've worked in like commercial radio and stuff like that before, so I understand the production. Yeah. side of things so i get why that's storied in that way but generally the responses that or interactions that we've had with people on social media talking about the show there seems to be more support for the hunters than what there are the fugitives and we sort of uh, have done a little bit of a, a poll talking about if you know would you help a fugitive and nine times out of ten people are more inclined to actually help the hunters i think that's because the fugitives a lot of the time do things that are annoying so Brothers of Swing were hidden for ages and then they decided to do their show. You know, someone always tries to, I guess, grab your guys' attention and it's always something a little bit annoying. Yeah. They always do something. So, like, you know, Brothers of Swing could have stayed hidden. Yes, okay, Blexley did the bedtime story. Fucking genius, by the way, that why he's not on CBB's bedtime story is <laughs> no idea. He did the bedtime story. And I guess there is a part of you that wants to retaliate. You want to get back at them. You don't want to let him, you know, win. Because that's what it is. It's win or lose. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have to do what they did. Yes, it was funny. I think, I think my opinion for that, I don't like that sort of thing. It, I don't like any. I, I didn't like the bedtime story. It, it becomes too theatrical and it mm. takes away... It's, you know, you then you then realise you're making a TV show when when the yeah. stuff yeah. that being put in and actually, um, you know, that you can go so many different ways with it. Um, so I, I'm not a fan of it. I don't I don't like that. You know, I think I think they bought one of the fugitives' kids a remote control car. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like. Um, 
you know, and, and again, they'll, they'll really show it like the bedtime story with, I think it was it Kem's bear, teddy bear or something like that. Um, it's, and, and it, it, you know, some people are going to find it really funny, but to me, it's, that's just, that's, that's acting, it's TV. And you're like, well, when I'm not an actor, you know, nobody's an actor on that show with what, what, what you know, from our perspective, we're, we, we all come from professional backgrounds. And I think when they, when they start adding that in, I'm like, nah, that's, that's not for me that, that bit really. You did notice that once Bletchley left and Ben took over and now Lisa's taken over, the sort of theatrical side has sort of died down mm-hmm. a little bit. And, you know, <clears throat> it is a bit more serious, apart from obviously Lisa's sayings and put downs yeah. and things. Yeah. Um she's got writing team. It has boots. it has gone a little bit more to more of a serious we're it's trying almost to capture gone back them. to how it was at the start. I mean, I think for us, we we enjoyed that jokey element of it a little bit, but I think that's because we were binge watching it. We watched yeah. it in such a quick succession; it just rolled into one, and there was no sort of time to sit and evaluate. So there was never that week's wait between the end yeah. of one episode where someone nearly got caught. It was literally right. I'm just going to go and make a cup of tea, and then we'll watch the next one, and so yeah. on and so on. And that it, probably some of killed it. When you watch it, I don't think you have to, you have to add them bits in because people are hilarious in their own right, you know. Yes. And when they do things in a panic because they're being, I don't, Martin O'Fire trying to jump over that gate when I was <laughs> off the field and he just gets stuck on the gate, uh, you know, th- them them sorts of things because it's real and in the moment it, it's it's hilarious. Blex Blex was a very good character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, he was an actor. He was, he, play, he you know, you'd look at him and he's because of his Cockney accent, he almost like the old Sweeney type copper. Yeah. Um, ben, Ben is an absolute professional. He, he really, really is, you know. Um, so a completely different character to what Blex is in regards to what you know how they're going to run, how they're going to run HQ. Um, I, I, I prefer. Ben's method to to Black's method because that to me that's too theatrical and it and it's it makes it a little bit false for me. It's almost a shame that it the chronologicness of it was the wrong way around because I think if Ben had followed on from uh, the first guy Brett I think his name was Brett. Love yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe really know he didn't last yeah. a minutes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he, if he'd have followed on from that, I think it would have made a little bit more sense in terms of that authenticity of it, that grittiness of, no, we are going after people. It's not just a laugh. But because mm. then you had Blex who took it from down here where it's serious to up there where it's joking, then it's come back down again. I think yeah, that's I why... You mean, yeah, yeah. I think from their perspective, from the production's perspective, you know, you had, yeah, Brett, because I think then I think then Blex was the deputy. Yeah, um, yeah. And they and they probably looked at it and went, well, actually, in real life, would Ben, as a younger man, be in charge of yeah. uh, Blex um, as a as a you know a, a, an older an older guy? Um, and that's not to say Ben's got less experience than Blex because Ben's Ben is a very experienced individual from the intelligence yeah. world, you know. Um, and I would I would rather work with Ben any day of the week than I would with Blex, but. It doesn't look right on screen because yeah. you've got this young bloke telling an old, old Sweeney type character what really mm-hmm. would really work out. So I think they, 
I think they had to do it that way because that's how it started. Brett, Brett was an older older cop. Blex was an older cop. Ben was a younger a younger intelligence operator. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting to see how it's involved and, and things like that. I guess as a concept, when you look back, you know that first series because there was no prize money, it literally was a battle against the state. And I think yeah. that's, I'd, I'd love it to go back to to that. Obviously, being a TV show, you've got to have the prize money, and then you get the sob stories of what it means to people and things like that. But actually, when you strip it back as a pure entertainment form, trying to chase against the state is actually a quite intriguing thing. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I agree. I, and I think, again, with, with most, you know, watch X Factor. And I think it's not about the singing. It's about what sob story they're going to rock yeah. up with. And you're like, I don't give a shit, mate. Just see, let's see if you can sing. Oh, 100%. You know, I don't care about the sob story, but let me see if you can escape or evade capture and, and, and do it honestly with integrity, you know, and, 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 and put yourself up against it. Who cares about what shit you've fucking been through? We've all been through shit in our lives. Don't yeah. need to, don't need to get a sob story to get to, to do, to do the show. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned earlier about being, you know, the capture extraordinaire. We were trying to rack our brains, weren't we? And sort of uh, come, yeah, come we were through trying a, to think- a few. We're trying to think of them. We only got a few, though, didn't we? I've got a favourite one. We'll You've got a favourite one. Come on to that. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. Have you? Have, which ones can you remember? You've got them written down in your little. Um, paper. You've done your homework. Very smart. Oh, well thank done. Thank you. Thank Gold you. Gold star. Thanks. Um. Obviously, we've got Lydia and Lucy. Oh yes. From Celeb Hunted. Yeah. Um. When you spotted them, were they in Bath? They were in yeah. Bath. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was we was heading we weren't we was heading to somebody's house, which which obviously was addressed in Bath, um, and it was literally just we were pulled up to a set of traffic lights. I think it was near the bus station, uh, and I was just kind of I weren't I weren't particularly looking for them because we were heading to an address, and I just looked and I was like. And I saw, I just saw something that didn't look correct, as in a, be, a behaviour, um, because they were stood. They could, I think it was Lucy um, that I saw first, and you could see she looked at the car, and then she kind of stepped back, and I was like, oh, and it just caught my eye, um, and I was like, hang on a minute, the fucking stood at the traffic lights here, um, <laughs> and again, you know, the, the cameraman in the back is trying to control everything because he knows it's about. <laughs> Turn into a fucking carnage, but it's too late because I'm already out of the car and sprinting across <laughs> in front of buses and all sorts, um, chasing them both down the street. Um, but yeah, that, that that was a nice one because obviously I felt a bit bad for the guy. Um, I think it was guy was named Lee who, who did one, who did a series with me, and I felt a bit bad for him because obviously he was driving and I was. <laughs> what's going on and by the time he's got out of the car and turned up they're both i've caught them both and I'm like, sorry mate um <laughs> it was exactly the same for the poor lad when we when we were chasing uh, gavin henson and martin o'fire he was he was stood in the car and I just walked up this driveway and then all of a sudden I'm sprinting across this field and he's fucking clueless as to who's that <laughs> um, But yeah, Lucy and Lydia was was a was a bonus, yeah, because we weren't expecting anything like that. It was added to an address. 
I'm sort of seeing it back in my mind now. And actually, you remember there's a clip after Steve's caught them yeah. single-handedly in like, yes. the high street that the other guy um, drags them back to the car and he, he sort of has this little look to camera. He does actually look like a disappointed schoolboy. Oh. Bless him. So. Yeah, I, <laughs> Bless he was. Yeah, and I, you can't even... Um, because I did say to the obviously our PD producer director, I was like, "Well, just give one to Lee." Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you know what I mean? Was the same different so I just give one to Lee so because obviously like when you when you do a capture you know the pe- the cameramen aren't fucking miracle workers and they're carrying a massive camera and they're just not going to keep up at all and they have no idea where you're going you're just legging it and then you know they're taking their own life in their hands when they try to keep up with yeah. you with, with roads and cars so you have to you have to do you have to redo it over and over again but you have to do it as as close as you physically can with being safe as to how you really caught them. Mm. And I, I and I remember saying, I was, can't we just do it so Lee actually gets hands on, I think, Lydia? He's, and, the, and the PD was like, no, we can't do it. That's not the way it happened. Um, you know, but it, it should have been faster, shouldn't it? At the end of the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should have just abandoned the car and, and got out and legged him. Leave it. Yeah. Just leave it. Up. Maybe he needs, maybe needs yeah. to park up. Producers, the cameraman will sort that out. That's, that's always one thing we've that, thought about, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, because obviously the first series when there's the capture in Mansfield... Well done, Nicky and Danny. We did, like, we do, we do sometimes sit there and wonder, like, what happens to the car when you do see someone? Like, does just one of you get out and then the other one parks it and joins yeah. you? Or is it sometimes just like a dump the car run? So Bath, let's go back to Bath for Lydia. The car got left at those traffic lights. And caused fucking chaos. <laughs> busy, um, busy part of Bath. And obviously, once Lee realised that I wasn't just getting out of the car to stretch my legs, I was actually legging it, he just jumped out of the car and left it there. Um, so by the time we'd then gone through the whole process of actually capturing, we got back to the car and there was fucking traffic just miles behind, picking off and dropping off. Um, so if you're going to do it properly, you can't park the car. You've got to you've got to just put that out of it. Take the consequences after. It's quite interesting to obviously know that some of it is reshot. I don't think that'll come as too much as a surprise to some people because, like you say, you know, they are lugging these heavy cameras. Yeah. They've got to convey with, with traffic yeah. and all this other stuff. And it is a TV show at the end of the day. But it almost it also does spring a question into my mind about obviously. 
that bath situation, for example, you are doing this for real. So you have just jumped out on a high street and gone after two people in the middle of a busy place. Has ever any members of the public tried to intervene and you've had to go, no, this is, we're doing this for a TV show and things like that? I think because surely uh, natural instinct, surely if you know, especially towards younger women as they are. Yeah, I think Birmingham, Birmingham, when the uh, extraction point was the car park. Yes, yeah. the full um, the clean sweep. Clean sweep. The clean sweep. Yeah, um, there was there was a number of members of the public getting in, trying, wondering what was going on, and trying to get involved, jumping in our way. They thought they they. they Initially, there were some people trying to help us because they thought we were acting after like terrorists or what have you. Um, and then there were then people trying to protect, them, you know, members of the or what they thought were members of the public chased mm. by. Yeah, so it, it's it's quite funny to to know that because you sort of see it. We saw it on the first ever capture. There's a little bit of there's always like staggered yes. reaction, and obviously the. People are a bit confused. People are a bit confused. But also, as well, I guess, from a fugitive perspective, they know they're in a TV show. But yeah. the longer you are into it, surely your mental state kicks in and you almost forget at, at points. So there must be some angry reactions from fugitives, celeb oh, yeah. or civilian as well. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, you, I think you have to put, try, maybe not be celeb, but you have to try and put yourself in their shoes. You know, you are potentially making 100 grand out of their pocket. Um, and they will try and do anything to get away from you, and that's that's even to the point of risking their life by crossing main roads and, and things like that. They will they will do and try anything to be made. So it is easy like that. Afterwards, you think you know somebody could have got hurt there, um, but it, it's, it's the nature of it. It's, it's, it's so raw, and like you say, they don't want to get caught, especially when as, especially if they're really. I think we caught a couple of girls, me and Will. Uh, we caught two lasses in Yorkshire. And I think they were a day away to get to from the end. Um, oh, was that was there an old woman driving yeah, the car? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that because she was yeah. fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She tried to run Will over. Uh, <laughs> Imagine getting that in your contract. Which Imagine is pissed, it pissed Will off even more, but Will Will caught obviously Will got hands on one, um, and then I was I was legging it down this twist, you know, a, 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 quite a windy, bendy road in in yeah. North Yorkshire, and this young lass was about to run across a blind bend, and I'm like, fucking car comes here, so I ended up literally tripping her up and just throwing her onto the floor, um, and we had to actually get ambulance for her because she was fucking cut to pieces, and I'm like. You know, if you had if you'd gone and there was a vehicle coming, you'd be fucking dead. It, it, yeah, you know, yeah. but because they're not they're not thinking. It's just pure panic as to it's a pure reaction as right. Yeah. Let's get out of here. You, you sort of see it as you know the, the show progresses when you sort of get caught in the first couple of episodes. You know, there's a brilliant one with I think Mervin, um, who, who's just bumbling his way around <laughs> Bristol. No I think. idea. No idea where he's going. It's like, oh, okay, that's the capture. And then, <laughs> I do, I do you know what? I didn't even get out of the car for Mervin. Right. <laughs> well, I, I spotted Mervin, and I'm like, and I think I was partnered with a girl called Lucy at the, at the time. And I went, he's, he's, I tried. I tried to make it exciting for TV, but he was just plodding along towards us. And I'm like, 
I don't even, I'm not fucking getting out. There's no point. Lucy <laughs> jumped out and started legging it towards him. I'm like, he's walking towards you. Just stand there and he's going to, he's not going to notice you there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it was, oh, it was, it was funny. Like, and there was there was a couple. There was one on a bus who jumped on a bus, got a um, changed a wig, had a chat with a bus conductor, tried to set a daughter up, and then got caught by Dave and Julie. That was quite funny. But they're not they're not a surprise because it's so early into it. But obviously, yeah. the longer you go, you can sort of see the adrenaline yeah. pumping and things. And that must be quite tough for you as well because you know you you have essentially got a job to do in capturing them and keeping the money and, and trying to get as chalk as many off as possible. But like you just mentioned there with that example you know, that protective thing actually just kick into your mind because if someone you'd much rather have on your conscience them being battered and bruised and having uh, some cuts than the whole production having to be cancelled because somebody has died. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. And, and I think follow, I think that was series two, you know, that and two young lasses. Yeah. Um, and I think before we started filming series three, it was really, really big safety brief. And, 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 and it's down to us as hunters to hold back if we think it's getting dangerous. But that's hard to do because you don't just want to stop chasing yeah. them because you're thinking, fuck that, they're going to get away. Um, yeah, and then you end up becoming a you end up becoming a Jordan and getting yeah, crucified by me. You end so, up being Jordan. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Jordan. But it was it, it it kind of the ownership came on us to go, look, if it's get if you think it's getting dangerous, just just put like in theory, like the police would really do in real life, it's doing a yeah. car chase and it's it's becoming out of hand and it's 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 dangering members of the public. They'll just they'll just pull back slightly, uh, and I, and I get that because you don't you know, nobody wants anybody to get hurt. Nobody. No. Can we talk about my favourite capture now? Go on then, off you go. Have you got a hot tub at your place, Steve? <laughs> I know it's Louis <laughs> Smith. Smith's not inside, <laughs> is he? <laughs> That was a that was the most random fucking capture I've ever I've ever seen. Yeah, I've ever done. To be fair, it was a bizarre one. Because you sort of walk round, and then it's come like out, you come go out wherever you are, <laughs> and then it's like you sort of go back to the hot tub. Do you know what I think? It, I watched that back, and I was like, that that like that looks a bit fake. Um, but it it was one. I didn't even. I didn't think they were in there. I didn't think they were in that building at all. Uh, and I think I can't remember who I was partnered up. I think Becky. I think I was partnered yeah. up with Becky. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, and I think she was chatting to somebody. Um, and I was just, I was just kind of mincing about, really doing fuck all. Um, was doing <laughs> and nothing. You got, you got yourself into the book of haunted podcast quotes, which yeah. come out about wherever you are. So you know. Yeah, and it, and it was kind of. I was, and I was like, well, they're not in here, you know, they've obviously they've obviously gone already. Um and I don't know what told me to do it. I don't know why I did it. And I just kind of went, oh hot tub, and I just lifted the lid and I was like, the fuck are you doing in there? <laughs> it, was, it was just like almost oh fucking oh, oh hello, you know, do you know what I mean? It was a bizarre one, which we kind of again we had to kind of redo as if everything I did was on fucking purpose, but it wasn't, it was complete fluke because I didn't know. I didn't expect him to be in there. It was a case of, you know, if you was a child, where would you hide? Um, yeah. And it was, well, the only place I can really see to hide in here would be in a hot tub, but they're not in there. And it, and I just opened up and I could see it just Lewis and the cameraman just sat there going, fuck. That, that yeah. shot from your cameraman looking down into it as the other cameraman's there leaning back with his camera. Honestly, it's just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. brilliant TV. It was funny. <laughs> 
But then we tore the place to pieces because we obviously thought they were together. We didn't know they split at that yeah. stage. Um, and then, and then we saw, when we saw Lewis, we were like, that maybe uh, it was AJ. I think he's yeah. AJ. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe AJ's there. Um, and if it wasn't, it was just wasting time. How badly do you pull somewhere apart? Like, is it literally like throwing everything around and looking at every nook and cranny? Or do you have no. to be mindful and respectful of, <laughs> of the place you're in? Yeah, I mean, you, you know what? You ain't got time to do a thorough, thorough. I think I was listening, I, I listened to that last one where fucking somebody popped their head up in the attic and there was actually, yeah, yeah I mean, that fucking infuriates me because I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Um, but you haven't, you haven't got time, you know, when you're doing a house search, for example, you can't, you can't go through everything. You know, you're not putting things in evidence bags. You're having a scan of the house, you know, and, and taking bits of tech because you just haven't got time. But if you think they're in the house or there's a possibility and you're going into the attic, then you've got to go at it. You can't just fucking do a, a quick a quick glance and then go, you know, you've got to live with it when it comes on TV and go, oh, my fucking God, they were in the attic. What a twat. I, I genuinely think now if, you know, they've obviously, they obviously filmed Series 7 before we started doing this because we've been... Contact. We're not going to say the name for obvious reasons, but we've been contacted by somebody that was that's been a fugitive on it. Um, it just said, you know, been a fugitive. Would love to talk when it comes out. Yeah, great, no problem. Um, yeah. So they filmed it for them. But imagine now if when they do series eight, and if they listen to this, then like they, it might be like subconscious in their brain. <laughs> I'm not going to be a Jordan. I've got to check properly. <laughs> I've got to look. I don't know. As, I, don't, as, I mean, I'm not really monitored has, has jordan caught anybody yet yeah well I, I think caught? one i, I think one. wasn't he part of the two girls in the last series who were the two girls in the, the, last the two girls who were trying to get home for their mum's birthday the sisters <sighs> yeah he might he might have been but <laughs> only, only by luck now, if... <laughs> no because didn't they they were he's on, always too busy in a chopper they were on the side of the road, on the A road. Yes. And they, the yeah, yeah, highways yeah, yeah, yeah. man pulled over and was like, you can't be here. But they drove, Jordan and whoever he was with, drove past them and sort of did a loop round to try and get back to you. I still them. say that he could have pulled in and got them too yeah. when they were with the, with the highway. But safety. Yeah, I suppose it's not you, you know, you've got a You've got a couple of different types of hunters, really. Um, not, I don't mean you know, as in the, the profession. You've got the type that want to be on TV. And you've got the type that don't give a shit about TV and just want to do it decently and capture people. Yeah. Do you mm. know what I mean? and, I'm, and I'm not saying certain people are types of, do they want to be on TV and they want to be yeah, famous, yeah. Uh, but there are there are people like that. Um, yeah. And that takes over and you become a false person because that's not who the fuck you are. You know, just yeah. think yeah. almost like if you're watching Big Brother, forget the cameras are there. Just yeah. get on with it, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there will be other people that will eventually take over from the Jordan bashing Jordan, in this yeah, podcast in future. Yeah. But the, we know we just happened to watch a load of episodes consecutively where Jordan was about a week behind. So, so there you go. We interrupt this podcast with an urgent update from Hunted HQ. Raymondo, it's all yours. All around the UK, a team of elite hunters are gearing up to climb to the highest point in every county in England, Wales and Scotland to raise money for a member of the Hunter family with cancer. Dawn Roden, wife of Hunter George, 
has pancreatic cancer, the 10th most common cancer, and the one with the lowest survival rate of all common cancers. Dawn is still being looked after by the NHS, but she will need costly care in addition to this that she will need to self-finance. Now, her Hunter family are pulling together to do all they can to raise £50,000 for her future private treatments. Any extra they raise will go to Cancer Research UK. Our Hunters are climbing 91 peaks across England, Wales and Scotland in September and October. Follow PKD on social media to find out when they will be climbing a peak near you. And if you want to get involved with PKD and meet some of the hunters taking on the challenge, you can. As Raimondo says, follow at PKD on social media for all the latest. This includes Scaffold Pike on the 24th of September, Mount Snowden on October the 1st. And there's a special event at Middlesbrough FC on October the 15th with full details to be announced. I hope Jordan's writing these dates down. Now is really not the time. This is serious after all. Sorry. Sorry, Jordan. Well done. Now, let's get back to the interview and a reminder, it contains some strong language. Fuck yeah, it does! You mentioned at the, the, the top of the podcast, you know, we were talking about um, the, the singing Brothers of Swing um, and you sort of had a few comments to say about them. So let's delve into to that a little bit because, again, another bit of, uh, like we mentioned before, another bit of uh, classic TV, almost uh, another... Classic Steve Cotton line, dipshits and dipshits. Uh, woohoo, let's woohoo. fucking get them, which was... Which was <laughs> which we only remembered this morning. Only found this morning. That was a nice little surprise <laughs> over was. the cup of tea. So let's delve into to, to that a little bit, because you said, to, to quote your words, they pissed you off. Yeah. You, you know, I, I do get pissed off. Um, probably why you don't really see me speaking on it so much because I'm constantly getting bleeped out or told to stop swearing and I'm like, well, that's where, what's the point of me saying anything? Um, because it, it, it really is, it really can be frustrating for a, for a hunter. It really, really is. If you think, you know, if something's not coming in quick enough from HQ, um, you know, I'm swearing down the telephone at somebody to say, get a fucking move on. You know, or if, if we're just waiting and waiting and waiting when we think we know something, but we're waiting to be directed. Um, again, it, it's it's infuriating, uh, or it can be infuriating to be a few uh, to be a hunter when when things aren't going your way and you have got some fucking dipshit almost taking the piss out of you. Um, and and and, and yeah, even worse when they're getting away. But the the obviously the trophy is get getting them at the end or. I think you know Matthew, Matthew Spencer and Jamie Lyman. They was causing us right dramas, um, but in the end, I think Jamie was crying his eyes out when I when I got my hands on him. <laughs> did you get any biscuits from him? Because you know he, oh, he's McVitie. Yeah, he's McVitie. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't get a call off him. No, actually, no. <laughs> really nice bloke. They both they were both lovely in the end. Afterwards, once they. Once the adrenaline yeah. had settled and they've calmed yeah. down, they were, they were really nice, yeah. Yeah, what about um, Lucy and Lydia? Because obviously they were on the way to a spa. You mentioned on the, the journey when it cut to you that, <laughs> oh, I like a spa. Camera stopped. Did you go and have a little, little no, facial? I no, um, I didn't. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, 
you know, they, they were again, they were lovely, you know, um, they were they were clueless really in regards to what, what was going on. Um as as a few as a few of them are, they don't really they don't really know what they're signing up for, they don't really know what to expect. But they were nice, you know, and I, and I ate it and I said and I, when I when we caught Matthew Spencer and Jamie Lang, same as Lydia, I was like, I actually hate the fact that I know who you are. Because it means I've either fucking watched you on Made in Chelsea or I've watched you on Towie, which like offends my own fucking sensibility. Yep. Um, but they, they were actually lovely. Yeah, they were nice. Yeah, that's that's why I, I can't watch those. But I mean, you watch Married at First Sight. I just play Football Manager and switch off and just make. The I don't make comment. you watch it. No, no, I allow you to watch it so I can play my game, but yeah. also so I can sit there and absolutely crucify people. Yeah, but that's the only thing that I watch. None of none of the others interest me. I've had a horrible realization over the past fifty-five minutes, and I, I really didn't want Steve to get this impression, but what? it might now. What? I'm a horrible bastard. <laughs> you were saying about sometimes there's a delay in information coming from the office hunters do you get the same information so obviously at the start they get name ages pictures and everything do you get the same information as them and do they pass information on to you straight away or how much of a delay um, can there sometimes be yeah so the, the start of it obviously the, the fugitives will be dropped by by whatever means whether that's yeah. a, whether that's a massive helicopter whether that's a speedboat whether that's you know a green um army truck or what have you um HQ then obviously get every individual. So it'd be like there are 10, 10 individuals on the run. We have got blah, 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 blah. Um, we would we would then get that information passed to us. These are the fugitives. So straight away you can kind of start looking, yeah. doing, a bit, doing a bit of open source research as to who you're dealing with, really. Um, and then and then there'll be a period of time when we then go, right. A, a a helicopter has been seen dropping ten individuals off at in Bristol or mm-hmm. in centre of London or what have you. Uh, but you know, nobody production won't ever want anybody to get caught day one. They don't, certainly don't want anybody to get caught fucking getting off the helicopter or getting out off the boat. So there will be that. You know, I would I would assume there'll be that delay in the passage of information. Yeah, purposely, yeah. again, yeah. That, that whole you know TV production yeah which is yeah it it has to happen in a natural part of things doesn't it yeah i mean we've still got so many so many questions so we're definitely gonna have to do a part two of this um (laughs) if you're up for it and obviously we'll maybe do that little thing where you have a little look into our lives as well and see what you can uh, find out and properly scare me maybe scare some you know people that are listening as well and to, to really think about it but we obviously have put um you know out there for people to send some questions in and uh, people have so it's only fair that we sort of uh throw a couple of those in the mix yeah. as well before we, we we wrap things up and uh and things like that so do you want to kick off with uh with one of the first ones uh yes yeah, so we received an email um and this person asked whether you would ever take part in hunted as a fugitive oh yeah i think that'd be quite fun yeah i would do that 
they've got no chance but <laughs> yeah i would i would give that a go to be fair yeah definitely so it's a bit it's a big one because you put in you know it you could be humiliated in fucking one day um if you sell yourself you know you've got to be humble if you make mistakes admit it um but I, yeah i'd like i'd like to do that yeah definitely it's quite funny because obviously as the series have gone on they have perhaps picked people from the application process that do have a similar background to what some of the hunters do. So we've had a couple of serving police officers in there. We had a couple of ex-army guys who yeah, were both we like, um, both amputees, I think, yeah. who had a nice meal in Blackpool and eventually got caught. Dyed uh, the hair. Dyed the hair. Don't talk to yeah, me about dying the hair. They were funny. Just, yeah, the image of Stanley still sits out when he dies his hair as well. <laughs> um, but obviously with that in mind, have you ever been surprised surprised by the things which they've thrown at you which you guys perhaps have not saw coming because obviously you do it for so long things do sort of fall into a certain pattern have you ever been surprised by something and gone, actually no i need to hold my hands up to them and maybe change my approach yes yeah, some some of them <clears throat> some of them really do think outside the box i think you mentioned it on your last one um where some of their coded messaging was through a review on amazon and I'm like that. That is absolutely brilliant, it, and it really, it really, really is. Um, and they also did a ruse on a hunter where it was a, you know, a fake, the fake fugitive, and he got rugby tackled. The poor lad, you know. Um, so there are some really switched on individuals that that go on it. You know, the, I think it was an ex marine by himself, and he spent most of his time up in the hills, mm. and then you know, and he was a, he was an arrogant fucker. Um, and I'm glad in the end, I think Nick, I think Nick caught him in the end. Mm. This big, I think he ran through a river. Yeah. This big, yeah. rough and tough Marine who was gobbing off, got caught by, you know, four foot nothing Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, ah, oh, God for that. Because, uh, so, you know, you can't, you can't underestimate any of them, really. You, you really can't, because you don't know who you're dealing with, you don't know how smart they are. Um, some people make ridiculous people ridiculous mistakes stupid the two ex-soldiers um they 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 obviously messaged each other their plan throughout on like iMessenger or, or whatsapp or what have you deleted everything but their the information had been synced to their ipads so, <laughs> so they weren't you know albeit they were ex-soldiers they just weren't tech savvy mm-hmm. uh, you know so we all have our strengths and weaknesses and you, you have to play to that. Some 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 people's strengths is tech, where they can leave no digital trace. Some people just fucking forget that they need to delete messages or a piece of paper that's in their parents' pocket of their whole plan. You're like, fucking hell, you know, like, Jesus Christ. But never underestimate, underestimate any of them because they can all shock you. I think that's probably what will get me caught. I think, I, I think that... I'd deleted everything, but there'd be some way to it. So there'd be some way to finding yeah, it. Yeah, mine would be written down. Yeah, it would. It'd it have to be. It seems to be family, really. That fuck it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, even with information that they've not binned, or, or you know, I always used to go in and then leave listening devices when I left, and then we'd phone up the listening device because they're always going to talk about it as you leave. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think. I don't know if you're the copper. Has a copper been in touch with you guys? Um, is it Jane, Jamie? Is it no. Jamie? Uh, 
I want to say Jamie, but I can't. I, it might not. It is the Jamie. Guy who, the guy whose wife was having a baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, he's not, not been in touch, but we know, know what you mean. Yeah. We, we caused we caused her so much stress. It was ridiculous. I was constantly breaking into her house, leaving and listening to devices. <laughs> uh, to the point where, following the show, I was on. I was in the sun online uh, with a big picture of me breaking into a house. Uh, saying the hunter, the hunters have basically gone too far, where they've traumatised the pregnant <laughs> And then I got slated, I got slagged off on social media because I called they had like a fucking tortoise or something, as I walked, and, it, and I called it a turtle. Um, <laughs> of all the things, yeah, breaking into the house is fine. She's heavily pregnant. That's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Calling a tortoise a turtle. House. Right, so I walked yeah. in. I obviously, broke into the patio doors, and I walked in. And I, I just goes to the guy. Whoever it was behind me, I goes, Fucking hell, there's a turtle down there, don't tread on it. And it was a it was obviously a tortoise. I don't it's a slow moving creature with a shell. I'm like, what Because that's important. I got absolutely hammered online, yeah. And the sun did this sort of big page spread of me breaking into their house saying that I've gone too far. Oh, of all the things to put in the Sun newspaper, <laughs> mind you, I've seen worse. Uh, this next one, which is coming, you might not be able to answer it. Um, we'll wait and see. Um, it says, what are some of the things that affect the way the ground tundras operate that someone would not know just by watching the show? For example, uh, rules that are not explained in the intro, such as moving at night time and stuff like that, because we don't see much of nighttime movement on the show. So I think what they're trying to ask is, how much are your hands tied? by what you can and can't do compared okay. to normal life. So there, there are, of course there are rules because and they, 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 there has to be to be, to be able to make that show work. So you will have running hours, if you like. So let's just say running hours are eight till eight. And then when it gets to, so eight, zero, 0800 in the morning till 2000 at night. So you have 12 hour running hours. When it gets to that point, everybody has to stop. So you can't continue hunting or doing research and they can't continue running. So in theory, wherever they are, wherever the fugitive is at that cutoff time, that's where they should be bedding down. So, and, and they have to do it that way. And then what they may do is change the hours. So you'll end up with a night with night yeah, production as well. So they might go, right, the hours are now 12 in the afternoon till 12 at night or till midnight. And, and, and it, you know, because if they didn't do that, no fucker would stop. Nobody yeah. would stop. Yeah. And you'd, you'd have hunters driving that have had an hour's kip. Um, yeah. Fugitives that are constantly on the move. Um, so they have to put that control element into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, I was just going to say, whilst you're, because obviously each day you're in a different part of the country, do does your sort of, once you stop filming, does where you stop, does that get organised for you? Or is that something that you then have to sort out once you've stopped filming? He's sleeping in a bush, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah, so again, so again, if it, if it gets to the cut-off time, as in let's say 20 hundred hours is the time, and we stop, and then we would have to find not not us, but obviously production would have to find yeah. us a, a hotel local to that place. Because again, we're not allowed to continue traveling to another to think. Oh, actually, we but we we were on the way to Birmingham because that's where the fugitive. We can't then go get us a hotel in Birmingham, please. 
something yeah, like that. It's got to be close to where you are. Yeah, you, you've got, it's got to be close uh, as to where you are. And, it, and so it has to be fair. And that's fair on both both sides. Yeah. You know? um, and I, and I, I get that. I understand that, to be, to be honest. Uh, another one which has uh, come in is, what are the hardest types of places or situations to look for fugitives, uh, even if you've got a really good lead from uh, from HQ? What are the hardest types of places uh, to, to find them out? I, I, for me, it's rural. Because it's, it's a harsh, it's, you know, whoever dependent, it's a harsh environment. And, you know, you are, you have, we have limited resources on the ground. Um, series one, if you look at series one, the old guy, I fucking can't remember, was he a doctor or something? He fucking he yep. hung out in yep. Fort William, in the hills yeah. in Fort William, fucking ages. Um, and you can, you can, you can just do that because, the you know, you've got such a vast area. But you can also hide in plain sight. You can hide in the crowd, you know. So you're you're in the city centre of London. Again, it's really hard to spot them, even if you, even if you're relatively close. Um, but you've then got CCTV and and all the other technical elements that you could use to exploit it in a rural environment. You haven't got any of that. You know, if you're in the hills in Brecon, you're going to struggle. You're going to you're going to struggle to to be able to get eyes on. Yeah, definitely. So I, I would I would always go rural personally okay um one question that i think both we have and a lot of people have centers including one of our friends um is do you have a favorite capture and if so what is it um i think my favorite one was i think is nick 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 benjamin and his his pal so there was they were but i i'd crawled through a few bushes and over some ground and I was sat at the, I was stood in the back garden or laid in there sort of at, um, in the, at the rear. I think Paul Cashmore and Jill's at the front. Um, Nick, I think Nick then came out into the garden because somebody had um, said, oh, I think there's somebody outside. <laughs> He'd then come out into the garden um, and as he about turned to walk back into the house and I and flew over the fence to chase him through the house. <laughs> um, the other, I can't remember the other guy's name, who was on the run with him, but he fucked off. So I was just chasing Nick. Cut off, he managed to catch up with him. And I was like, ah, right, where's the other bloke? Is he gone? And then I walked around the corner, and there was a load of builders, little scaffolders type. And he went, oh, he's gone down that way, mate. And I'm like, I don't fucking trust you as far as I can throw you. Uh, <laughs> So I thought, no, I'm not having it. So I thought, just before I'm gonna go, I'm gonna check under it under their vehicle, and I opened the cabin cab door, and the other guy was just fucking sat there. Um, <laughs> but I think part of it was what was I think that was so pleasurable is that I weren't even on them. I'd never looked for them at all. Paul Cashmore and Jill had done all the work, um, and then I just got tasked, Steve, can you can you get across this field and get behind? Um, at the house and in theory what I should have done then is flushed them out the front and Paul and Jill to get the glory but that didn't happen because nothing no plan survives contact with the enemy uh, Paul and Jill for some reason ran around the sides and they blamed me they they, they were like you shouted they're around the back I was like did I fuck um, 
so they ended up with nothing after doing all the graph and all the research and all the hunting and I ended up catching both of them so I probably pissed a few people off on that day <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's part and parcel of uh, the job isn't it you know we've still got so many answered questions we're definitely going to save them uh, for next time but we're just going to finish off on uh, a final uh, a final few I think the the main one is definitely um if you were to if we were to go on the run, yeah, we were to sign up for the next series. Obviously, we we know you now, so we've contact, we've spoke to you, we've spent an hour in your company, and we would say to you, look, Steve, you're not on it anymore. We need three top tips to stay in hidden and get in the the hundred k. What would your three top tips be? I I would say go rural, go into the hills. I would say you know you can spend four weeks without speaking to your family. With, I could spend four years without speaking to my yeah, family. <laughs> in a club. Uh, so don't make that, don't make that ridiculous error and always, always be aware of your digital footprint. Always. And that's whether, whether burner phone, whether mobile phone, whether radio, whether text message or anything like that. But I'll get, definitely go into the hills. You can pick one person that you've been on the show with to go on the run with who are you picking who are you picking the phone up to now and saying let's go on the run right now drop everything let's go on the run right now who's saying let's fucking do this that's a tough one man i'd go on the run with ben um ben would be really good ben used to be a sniper in the military uh, so again he'll have that rural rural element to him uh, and i think it'd be a good laugh will is a switched on individual because um, again he used to be a sniper in the army. Um, I'd pick one of them too, Ben or Will. Easy one, and obviously yes. you know um, there was a period. I don't know whether you're still doing it or not. If you are, feel free to give it a plug. But I want to talk to you a little bit before we let you go about hunt or be hunted. Yes, I still do that. Yeah, still do the. Tell, tell us a little bit more about this because we want in. We we want to go. <laughs> So Hunt to Be Hunted um, was created by myself and Becky, actually. Yeah, but Becky, unfortunately, doesn't do it anymore. Uh, you know, again, real life, real work took over. Uh, but it's based, we try, and what we try and do is give individuals a taste of what it's like to be hunted. So it's, it's a corporate event package. So um, we've run a couple up in, um, recently, about a couple up in Buxton, um, mm. in in Derbyshire Peaks. So they get a brief in the morning, and they'll get split into teams. And they'll get dropped off with blindfolds, and then they'll get given a map, and they'll they'll have, you know, they'll have certain checkpoints to try and to to try and to reach. And then obviously each checkpoint will take you to another checkpoint, to another checkpoint, and then obviously to an extraction point. Uh, all the while, be you know, we have. We have dogs, drones, guys, guys and girls on the ground, snipers. Um, so we try and make it as real no as worries, possible. Don't actually get shot. It's it's make believe. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and there isn't obviously a hundred grand at the end either. It's a bottle of champagne and a fucking well done. But it's it's really really fun, um, and it it tends to be sort of corporate businesses. There, you know, we've done all sorts. We've had Logitech. We've had we've had. Um, 
sort of big, quite big companies that have taken part and just they have team building days out yeah. they've looked at it and gone right let's do it and i even did one for a birthday party for some millionaire who wanted to spend 10 grand um so his, ex, his extraction was five speedboats um on the south coast uh you know and, and they are they're really good fun they really are they're good, they're and if people fun. want to find where that is where can people find hunt or be yeah. hunted there's a website uh uk. have a look you know there's night there's a cool there's a cool video on there as to kind of what what it's about um but it's great fun yeah and it gives them a an insight into into what it's like well if ever you're a couple of hunters sure or you want some pr stuff doing Hook us up, cos we, we would really we'll give it intrigued. A go. Yeah, we'll give it yeah. a go. We'll give it a go. Well, I, might hold you, I might hold you to that, yeah. <laughs> do. Seriously, seriously do. Now, uh, that's all the hunter-related questions we've got. But <laughs> So I used to be, you'll find this out, obviously, when you delve into my life. I was a broadcast journalist last year. I did football commentary on Mansfield Town um, for a commercial radio station and got to finish it at Wembley. Somebody said to me as a joke in the post-match interviews, <laughs> you wouldn't dare ask a footballer what their favourite biscuit is. I proved somebody wrong. But now somebody else does a podcast, so it's their turn. Um, so, what is your favourite biscuit? What's my favourite biscuit? Yeah. What? I'm a right boring fucker when it comes to biscuits. You know the old um, old school milk, is it milk, milk biscuits? Oh, yeah, the malted milk. The things with cows Malt. on. Yeah. I used to call them as a kid cowboy biscuits, not because they had a cow on it. Um, <laughs> they are they are my favourite biscuits. Yeah, malted milks. We used to call them moo cow biscuits when I was little. Yeah, yeah. You used to have a little. I'll, I'll quite happily sit with a cup of tea and I'll smash the whole pack. Quite. How, are you, ta- how are you taking your tea? White one. Not bad. Not a not a bad choice. Yeah. Satisfied yeah. with that. You're happy yeah. with that. Brilliant. Uh, before we let you go, anything else that you want to get off your chest about hunting? Do you want to sl- like slate any fugitives or anything like that? Anything you want to get out and share? Now is the now is the time to say it. No, but I would. If I was you, I'd probably reach maybe ping Becky a message because she'll have a good video of her running into a swamp by accident, which is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll definitely do try that. And find that. We'll <laughs> definitely try and find that. Absolutely, Steve. It's been absolute uh, pleasure be able to speak to you tonight we'll definitely have to do it again yes. i'm going to go and delete my internet history okay um i'm going to um, basically try and remove all trace of me off earth so that means it has been nice but your time on the pod is over oh, so okay, if you thank could you. Leave, no that's um, <laughs> so you know just 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 fix it up a little bit okay um but are you up for that if we were to if we were to sort of that would you be up for just sort of not scaring us a little bit but exploring exploring that little bit of what, what actually find. you can find and what you think you Definitely, might yeah. not find. Yeah. yeah, even you know, even for an educational purpose, I think it's absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. You think you're being secure, you think you think you're being security aware. You know, I'm I'm on social media now, you know, I, I kind of but you, you really have got to be careful, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be right. I think you know, when we first started doing this podcast, we we did want it to be a little bit jokey, which is why we have the intro like we do with the stupid questions. It's why Jordan gets a lot of flack yeah. and things like that. But we also wanted to explore the serious side of things. You know, you mentioned a lot of things tonight about the psychology of the show and how people think as it, as it goes on. So mm-hmm. actually doing that 
would be a really insightful episode. Yeah, so yeah, it'd be quite I useful. I look forward to that. Yes, me too. We should let Steve go, go and get we some... We should, uh, yeah. Either get some malted milks <laughs> or go and get himself camouflaged up and, and hide in a, in a bush for the All night. Right. I'll pin Nick a message to see if she wants to do an episode. That'd be absolutely That'd be brilliant. The only thing left to say, and I can't believe I'm saying this to a hunter, Steve Cottam, your time on the pod is over. You have been hunted. Good <laughs> We've got the dogs, we've got the drone, they've got no chance. I have CCTV on Main Street of Anna and Elizabeth. What's the motto? Don't get caught. Yay! <laughs> the aim is to walk to kill him from services. I think that is a good idea because then if we do need to get somewhere, we can just try and hitch a ride. Okay, we're 4.2 miles away from the services. Keeping the eyes peeled. I just feel intensely paranoid. And every little movement, every little sound, and every little noise is playing on my mind. Right, sighting. 283 metres away. Can I have permission to get on this? Yes, go for it. Hi, would you be able to give us a lift anywhere? Yes. Oh, please. Oh, my God, thank you. We're, we're on the run. We're getting followed by a drone, and I feel like crying. I think we've got eyes up. Roger. Steve, we believe we've got eyes on the girls. Who are they? Oh, sorry. Oh, no. Stop, stop, stop. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Go get the car. Get out of the car. No! Get out of the car. 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 Get out Steve's got eyes on her. Shit! You've been hunted. Time on the run is over. Where's the other one? Steve's on the other one. You're out, Elizabeth. Anna May, Elizabeth Garnet, you've been hunted. Your time on the run is over. You could try to play, but you're never gonna beat me. Look the other way, what I'm doing ain't easy. Bloody hands stain from the people who deceive me. Bloody hands break through the chains, go free me. People like sheep move feet, hurt it easy. You don't wanna be fast asleep when they scheming. Better stand tall, ready for a fight, believe me. When they try the chains, you can say no, free me. Dipshits. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.